guys, it's your host, Michael Leckis here, and uh, welcome to Popcorn Talk, the show where we discuss your favorite movies. We'll go over what I liked, what I didn't, and many other things. Now, obviously, I'd recommend watching with some popcorn, but grab whatever you need to get comfortable, and let's dive right into it. Since our topic this year has been historical fiction, today on Popcorn Talk, we're going to be discussing the movie Dunkirk. Now, I remember when this movie came out, I was in seventh grade. I actually had the opportunity to see it in the theater with a couple of my friends. Now, I've seen it on a couple of times just on TV since then, but really, I don't think it does the same justice as the big screen does. I have to say, though, wherever I watch it, it's a really enjoyable film, and if you haven't seen it yet, I'd highly recommend watching it. Dunkirk's a movie about the rescue of British soldiers from the coast of France during World War II while under constant fire and bombardment from enemy forces. The catch is, the rescue comes from civilian boats, not military ones. Now, this movie is interesting because it is shown from three points of view. That of one of the soldiers on the beach being rescued, a British fighter pilot, and then one of the civilians coming to rescue the soldiers on the beach. I think that's all uh, we have for this intro, so... If you haven't seen it again, I'd recommend watching it because we're going to get right into it. First, with the good, which in my opinion, there is a lot of. This movie does a lot of things really well, and we're going to get into that right now. With what I liked here, the first thing we're going to touch upon is the setting. Now, the setting was one of my favorite parts with this movie. I think it's just done really well. And while you would think that they would just film it, obviously, where it happened on that beach in France, the movie was filmed actually all over the place. The Netherlands, UK, France, even California. However, all these locations combined together just really bring it together phenomenally to create a really immersive experience and put you right there into the battle. Now, obviously, the beach in Dunkirk is where the large majority of the movie takes place. And honestly, while watching it, it feels as though you're right there on that beach with those soldiers. It's not just the environment, though, that encapsulates you while watching this film. It's just the sheer scale of everything. You have the huge boats in the water, planes flying overhead, countless soldiers on the beach, and this is all happening at once. And with everything that's going on, it's pretty easy to get caught up in the moments of the film. Even when you're just out on the open water in some of those scenes, it feels like you're on that boat out in the ocean. Christopher Nolan did a phenomenal job making everything seem authentic, And every scene is like a curtain call. While in reality, during the movie, most of those scenes are really chaos-filled with a lot of action, the attention to detail that they put into the setting really makes it possible just to focus in on one specific part, even if it's not the main part of that scene, and still be completely immersed. In my opinion, in any movie, the set design is the base of what makes a film great. And in Dunkirk, that base is very strong which allows other aspects of the film to even grow greater. The set design is the first thing you would see, obviously, when watching a film. And with Dunkirk, because of the quality of the set design, you're immediately swept in from the first second of the movie. Now, another part of this movie that is just done exceptionally well is the soundtrack and just sounds of the movie. Hans Zimmer did a great job of creating a soundtrack that is breathtaking, but doesn't take away from the sounds of the movie. Time is emphasized in this movie, and the ticking clock that is the backbone of most of his numbers really gives you a sense of urgency. You can hear that here. 
even listening to it now gives me almost a nervous feeling. Hans also did work on the Batman the Dark Knight movies, which are some of my favorite superhero movies, and his excellence is shown once again on Dunkirk. However, the soundtrack isn't the only great thing when it comes to sound in this movie. The actual sounds heard in the movie on the beach and everywhere are incredibly well done. More specifically, the sounds of the waves on the beach, the planes in the air, even the shouts of the soldiers. When thinking of sound in this movie, one particular scene comes to mind. It's when the German bombers make a pass on the beach, the sounds of all the men dropping to the ground, the bombs falling and exploding. Even the sand spraying up from them is incredible. And while there are many great examples of sound design in this film, I feel like this scene encapsulates it the best. Even when you're not on the beach, the sound design is great, especially when it comes to the vehicle sounds in the film. For example, when you're up in the sky with the British pilot, the sound of the plane is so raw and realistic, I feel like I'm the one flying it. The best thing about it is, though, while these two things apart are amazing, the beauty of it is the fact that when they're combined together, they're a masterpiece. Another cool thing about this film, as I touched on earlier, is the plot shifts that occur. Now remember, the movie follows a soldier on the beach, a pilot in the air, as well as the civilians that are coming to rescue them. And the fact that this movie follows all three of those narratives is very interesting. While some may say that this makes the film harder to follow, I disagree. I actually think having all three points of view is a benefit of the film as it allows viewers to get a more complete view of what the entire conflict was actually like. Not only do you get to see what happens from the soldiers' eyes, but also from the civilians that are trying to rescue them too. Having these three points of view also allows for some more variety in the film. If the whole movie was focused on the beach, it might be easy for it to become repetitive or for viewers to become bored. However, by jumping through these three narratives, it allows the viewer to become invested in all three of them. Yet another thing this film does really well is showcasing the effects that war can have on soldiers. More specifically, I mean the crash pilot in the film that is rescued by the boat. The pure terror he showcases when returning to Dunkirk shows how much war can affect the mind of those involved. Now finally, the last positive I'm going to touch on may seem to go against what I said before, and that is the absence of sound. Now I don't mean that it is absolutely quiet. What I mean is that there are long stretches in this film devoid of dialogue. Now in most films that wouldn't work, but the stellar soundtrack and sound design that I mentioned before allow this to be possible. In real war, during fighting, people weren't just having normal conversations, and this lack of forced dialogue in the film allows it to be that much more immersive. On to my criticisms and things I really didn't like with the film. Now, in all honesty, this film does so much well that I don't have a lot of criticisms or things I didn't like. In fact, for each of those things specifically, there's only really one thing that comes to mind for each. 
First, I'll start with my criticism. While time passing and time spent on certain things is a very important aspect to the film, and the way that it is used can be beneficial to some scenes, in other aspects it can make scenes feel drawn out or just too long. Again, while this can be good, this passing of time to emphasize the intensity of a moment, other times it feels like you're kind of stuck in time, which is not great. Again, it doesn't ruin the movie and can be overlooked. But again, sometimes you're watching and you feel like you've been in the scene for forever. Now, next, the only thing I really didn't like is the anonymity of the characters. Very few characters in this film are actually named, and this makes it somewhat hard to connect with them. I mean, how are you supposed to feel emotionally attached to a character you don't even know the name of? Even at the end of the movie, when all the characters are exiting the train after finally escaping, feel like you really never got a great idea of who they are. And that's directly due to the fact that most of the features of them, including their names, were just kind of left up in the air. Again, neither of these things break the movie and are that meaningful. And the positives obviously outweigh the negatives. But as always, there's room for improvement. And especially with the character development, it could have been done better. Now, moving on to my favorite segment of the show, we have Kernels of Information, part of the show where I tell you three fun facts from the movie. Now, while there were a few things to choose from, the three that I chose, in my opinion, were the most interesting. Did you know that originally director Christopher Nolan played around with the idea of not even having a script? While I'm no expert, I can assume this was probably to add another layer of authenticity to the film. On a real battlefield, there were no scripts, and I bet Nolan wanted to see how everything played out to make the movie feel as realistic as possible. I don't know how you would even shoot with a movie without a script, as there'd be no direction. However, this is certainly an interesting piece of information. Secondly, when veterans went to see the film, they actually said the sounds of the movie were louder than the real battle itself, much to Nolan's displeasure. Now, this may be due to the fact that the sheer scale of the actual battlefield was so large and that sounds might have been swept away. But still, I don't know how a bomb falling next to you can be uh, quieter than a bomb on the movie screen. And finally, the last kernel of information was the fact the movie was actually inspired by Nolan's own trip across the English channels. How a leisurely vacation inspired Nolan to direct a movie about wars beyond me, but I'm glad it did because he made a great movie. Now moving on to the historical value of this film. Now Dunkirk actually has a lot of historical value and can teach a lot about the events that took place during that time. Due to Christopher Nolan's commitment to authenticity, most of the film is actually pretty accurate to what happened. When used in a teaching setting, this film could be used to show what the battles of Dunkirk was like, how the escape took place, and really anything else, the vehicles, the ships, anything. Furthermore, the effects of war on soldiers are shown quite well in this film, as I mentioned before. A usually underlooked aspect of war, this movie gives a better idea of how it affects the soldiers that fight in it. Finally, to wrap up the show, I'm going to be telling you my favorite scene in the movie. Now, my favorite scene would have to be when all the soldiers are waiting on the abandoned boat for the tide to roll in and take them out, and German soldiers begin taking target practice on the boat. 
Quickly realizing that the enemy is inside, they open fire on the boat as the slide slowly rolls in, flooding the boat. All the soldiers inside have to scramble to escape while not getting shot and worrying about the enemy on the outside. Another layer that makes this scene great is the fact that British soldiers realize that there is a French soldier among them and begin to realize that he's trying to escape with them, which creates conflict amongst the soldiers. The press pressure and intensity of the scene are unmatched, and while there are countless others, including the ending where the pilot runs out of fuel and has to surrender, which in my opinion is a very close second, I think this scene in the film has everything that makes the film overall great. It about covers everything. I want to thank everyone for watching. I mean, I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Dunkirk, and I also want to thank everyone for putting up with my squeaky chair. I know uh, you can probably hear it in the audio. I think that's about it. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Popcorn Talk, and until next time.